Hallelujah to Jesus. We want to welcome everyone that's joining us right now by live stream this morning. I got word from my mom this morning. Praise God that my sister's going to be watching. Hi, sis. Glad you're here. Uh, fashion your seatbelt because you're fixing to get a word from the Lord Jesus Christ that's going to help you escape the, the turmoil that's in this world and take you to a, a different level in God Almighty. Amen? All right, let's turn in our Bibles, if you would, to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. And, you know, the last few weeks or the last few services, we've been teaching uh, on reaching for God's best. How many of you enjoying that teaching? Yeah. Amen. For any of you who's missed any of those teachings, I encourage you, please, to go and download them or listen to them on our website uh, and it'll bring you up to where we're at, but it'll also enlighten you to where God wants you to be. Amen. But we've been talking about uh, reaching for God's best. So really, last week we talked about how to live in God's best. Amen. And last week I briefly mentioned uh, in, my, uh, in the message, and really it was just the Holy Ghost because I, I didn't have it in my notes, but we briefly mentioned the importance of renewing our mind. Amen. So this morning, I want us to teach in a greater detail on the subject of renewing our mind. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word this morning, Lord God. I thank you that your word is true. Father God, I, I pray right now that you give your people a spirit of, uh, of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, Father God. That right now their eyes, the eyes of their heart are being opened to be enlightened by your word. Father God, I thank you that you're going to fill us with all your fullness this morning, Lord God. And as we go through our life, Father God, and we go to, into practicing what you're going to show us this morning, Father God, that it's going to change our lives. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your love and grace. We thank you for your mercy. And we thank you for your patience with us, Father God. In the precious name of Jesus and all the believers said, Amen. Amen. You know, if you really think about it, there are so many areas in our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ where we really, really, really need mind renewal. How many of you know that? Amen. Uh, when we're talking about reaching for God's best, uh, we read in the Bible that God's best includes divine healing god's best includes divine prosperity divine uh, god's best uh, includes divine peace and divine joy uh, god's best includes a soundness of mind matter of fact the bible says we have the mind of christ amen, amen. see those blessings are god's best and that's what jesus himself died to obtain for us amen but as I've said time and time again in, in these messages, those blessings don't just come on us automatically. We have to develop our faith. We have to develop our faith so we can appropriate those blessings. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> you know, the greatest gift and the greatest blessing, we actually sang about it this morning. Uh the greatest gift that we can ever receive from God Almighty is to be born again, Amen. to be saved, and on our way to heaven. How many of you would agree with that? Amen. But after we get saved, 
the most important thing we need to do is we need to renew our minds. When I gave my, rededicated my life, and y'all heard this testimony back in 1997, and I rededicated my life to the Lord, he gave me Romans 12, 1 and 2 as my foundation for walking in the victory I was asking him for. Because back then I was still asking. Matter of fact, I was begging. You know, we that song, one song meant asking that I was begging. <clears throat> and I begged for God to, to help me. How I many of you know when we get as low as we are sometimes in our lives, the only place we can reach is up? And out of, out of ignorance to God's word, I begged for his help. I said, Lord, help me. Amen. Amen. And he gave me Romans 12, 1 and 2. And he said, you accomplish these two verses in your life. And you'll walk in my victory. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so if you and I are going to live in God's best, we're going to have to renew our mind. In other words, if I'm going to walk in divine health, listen to me now, I have to renew my mind to divine healing. Amen. We talked about that last week. Yes, I do still run to my pillbox. Amen. Amen. But as, as we testified Wednesday night to the church uh, to church on Wednesday night, I went from 17 pills down to two. Amen. Amen. And God can do God's going to take those other two away from me. And the doctors are going to tell me to get off of them because they ain't, I don't need them anymore. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. But if I'm going to walk in divine health, I have to renew my mind to divine healing. If I'm going to walk in God's peace, then I have to renew my mind to God's peace. If I'm going to walk in God's joy, I'm going to have to renew my mind to joy. Not happiness, but joy. Amen? If I'm going to walk in divine uh, financial prosperity, I'm going to have to renew my mind to that. Amen? So really... Uh, there's mind renewal needed in every area of our lives. For example, if we're walking around in fear, or we're walking around in anxiety, or we're walking around being worried all the time, then we need re mind renewal to the fact that God, in the person of the Holy Spirit, lives on the inside of us, and there's really no reason for all that nonsense. There's no reason to walk around in fear. Amen? 1 John 4, 4 says that the greater one lives on the inside of us. Doesn't it? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in this world. But see, if we don't know it, it won't help us. And we won't know it until our mind is renewed to that truth. Amen. And how do we get our mind renewed? I keep saying, the greater one lives on the inside of me. I don't fear because the greater one lives on the inside of me. I don't have anxiety because the greater one lives on the inside of me. I don't think anything uh, negative because the greater one lives on the inside of me, and he's got control of my mouth. Amen. 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 And, when, and even when I snatch control away from him, he convicts me, just like he did this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. God will, God loves us so much, he will lovingly correct us if we want him to. But then when he lovingly corrects us, we got to do what he says. And that's where many Christians fall short. But that's a whole other sermon. 
See, the, we know that the greater one lives on the inside of us, but until our mind is renewed to that truth, we don't really know it, do we? Yes, we see it in the scriptures, and we can read it for ourselves in the scriptures. How many of you ever read 1 John 4, 4? We can read it for ourselves, but until, but, but the greater one really is not going to manifest in my life, in your life, until I renew my mind totally to that fact. And that's all that comes out of my mouth. Amen? Hallelujah. You see, and, and I don't mean this as a criticism, but if we're not careful, we can start thinking just because we're saved and go to a great church like Hill Country Cowboy Church that these things are automatically going to fall on us just because we show up. But as I've said many times before, it just does not happen that way. Amen? Amen? And many times, believers, because they get into that mindset of thinking, just because I go to this church and I'm hearing these great messages, that uh, many times they get frustrated because even the, because they are doing the right things, they're not really being doers of the word. And they get frustrated because they don't see the things happening in their lives that that preacher keeps telling them should be happening in their lives. Amen. Hallelujah. See, they, they, they want everything that's preached. But they're, side, uh, they're sidestepping the part that says you've got to be a doer and not a hearer only. Many of you know that the main reason they don't receive is because their mind is not renewed. Proverbs 23.7 says, For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Well, that includes you women, too. Amen? Amen? So you see, our thinking has to change. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't have stinking thinking. Do we have stinking thinking? Yeah. I just came out of my spirit. Because anything, let me share something with you. Anything other than the Word of God is stinking thinking. Amen? How many of you ever heard me say, I don't give you my opinion because all opinions stink. Amen. That's stinking thinking. Our thinking has to change before our life is going to change. The title of our message, all I've said all that this morning just to introduce my title. The title of our message today is renew your mind, change your life. Renew your mind and change your life. Brothers and sisters, there's nothing in a believer's life, listen to me now, that has greater value than having a renewed mind. As a matter of fact, the renewing of the mind to the way God does things is such an important part of living a victorious Christian life. That's why Paul preached it like he did. And you'll see that in a moment. Amen? Amen. See, uh, Miss Brenda and I have ministered with folks before. None of them in here. But we've ministered to folks before that have been dealing with various problems and circumstances year after year after year. And we've sat down with them. And when we've sat down with them and really paid attention and listened to them talk, their words are full of fear. Their words are full of doubt. And their words are full of unbelief. 
and if a person talks fear, doubt, and unbelief, then that's what will show up in their life. Right. Amen. The words that we speak shall not return void. But they were, and I'm paraphrasing, but they're going to go out and bring our future back to us. How many of you have heard that before? Amen. How many of you have ever said it before? Amen. Not as many hands, but a few. Praise God. Because if you don't say it, you don't really know it. You got to say it for yourself. Say, I got to watch the words I say because my words are going to go out and bring my future back to me. And you got to get that attitude. That's all a part of renewing your mind to the word of God. Amen. And if a person talks fear, doubt, and unbelief, that's what's going to show up in their life. Here's why. Because the way you talk is what, the, what you really think. And what you really think is what you really believe. And what you really believe is what you're really going to get. Amen. So it's just a matter of time until a person's mouth is going to locate their faith. Amen. I've told every one of you in here, I can talk with you five minutes and I can tell exactly where you're at. And you can listen to me for five minutes and know where I'm at, can't you? Amen. Amen. I don't mean that ugly. I mean that as a fact and as truth. Amen. We're going to say what we believe. In other words... When people are fearful, they talk fear. How many of you turned off the news? The news is full of fear. The newscasters are fear mongers. They breed nothing but fear. New mask mandate. Now you got to wear if there's a if there, and then if there's. 16 variances of the virus, and you got to wear 16 masks tied to each other, stacked upon stacked. You got to take every vaccine that comes out, and then you got to get booster shots every week. No, that's fear mongering. I'm not falling for it. Amen? Amen. But when people are fearful, they talk fear. When people are sick, they talk sick. When people are worried, they talk worry. When people are depressed, they talk depression. And they talk that way because they think that way. And if people will ever, listen to me, if you and I will really get a hold of this truth, amen, then we're going to watch what we think. Amen? Hallelujah. And when we watch what we think, your life is going to look a little bit different because you're going to be saying something different. And I'm going to show you that in God's word. Praise God. See, the Lord revealed this truth to me years and years ago. And he showed me that my life at that time looked exactly how I was thinking. And it don't change. Your life today looks exactly how you think. Whether good or bad, doubtful or faith-filled, your life looks like you think. And from that moment on, when God showed me that, I began the process and have continued the process every day of renewing my mind. 
I've renewed my mind and went through the process every day of getting my life in line with God's Word. And that's what each and every Christian, uh, according to the Word of God, should be doing. Because, you see, the renewing of the mind was key to me. Talking about me. It was the key to me changing. Now watch this. From that person that I wanted me to be into the person that God wanted me to be. Amen. Amen. And let me tell you something, guys. His plan is a whole lot better than mine. Hallelujah. His life for me, the good life, is a whole lot better than the life I had. Praise God. The new renewing of the mind is also key. And I just want to let you know, I promised the Holy Spirit I wouldn't keep you as long this morning. Amen? <laughs> I, told him I, I, I told the Holy Spirit I'll let them use their rollover miles, their rollover minutes from last week. Because <laughs> I kept y'all long last week. So I appreciate y'all listening real quick so I can fulfill that. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. <laughs> See, the, the renewing of the mind is also key to you and I receiving what God has already given to us. Brothers and sisters, I want you to notice again in 1 John 4, 4, that it says the greater one lives on the inside of us. Get that in your spirit right now because I'm fixing to uh, give you a revelation knowledge. If the greater one lives in you, and the greater one lives in me, now watch this now, then everything heaven has to offer, and everything that Jesus Christ died and paid for on the cross is already in us. It's already in us. Get a hold of that. You don't have to ask God for healing. Healing's in you. Amen. You don't have to ask God for peace. Peace is already in you. You don't have to ask God for joy because joy is already in you. All the blessings that God talks about in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 when he says that I have already blessed you with all spiritual blessings. Every one of those blessings, everything that God has to offer you and me is already in us. Amen. Get a hold of that. Hallelujah. Mm. I told that to Miss Brennan when God gave that to me, and I said, wow. I don't have to ask him for anything but wisdom on how to get that out of me, how to manifest it. See, the thing is, we have to renew our mind to that truth. In other words, Jesus if Jesus is in us, his faith is in us, his healing power is in us, his, uh, watch this now, his authority is in us. Amen. He's given us all authority, hadn't he? Yes, he Amen. Yes, he and when we think this way, or we renew our mind to this way of thinking, then we won't be asking, begging, or pleading with God to give or do anything for us. Amen. That's exactly right. So said, well, thank him that he's already done it. Amen. Because it's already in us. Thank you. Amen. 
Greater is he that's in me. Praise God. We're not going to be blessed. We are blessed, praise God. You know, I don't know about you, but I want to develop my mindset until I'm thinking the way I'm talking right now each and every moment of each and every day. Amen. 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 I want this mindset to totally control me. Well, you're just trying to brainwash us. Absolutely. I'm trying to brainwash you to the Word of God because you've spent your whole life being brainwashed by that world out there. You've spent your whole life being brainwashed by the news. You've been, been spent your whole life being brainwashed by your favorite politician. It's time we all get brainwashed by God Almighty Himself. Amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah because His ways is higher than our ways. I want to be brainwashed by God. I'm talking, let me put this, by Jesus. His name's Jesus. Because if you're watching me by uh, a video or you're watching on live stream, uh, you may be sitting there thinking there's uh, all kinds of gods. Well, there ain't. There's only one living God. All the other gods are dead. There's only one living God, and his name is Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on with it now. So I can just shut up and let y'all preach. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I don't know about you, but I want to develop my mindset until I'm thinking this way every day that I am blessed. I am healed. I am delivered. I am full of joy. I am full of God's perfect peace. And I am victorious in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Listen, all of these things, all of these blessings are in God's Word. And they are true. But if you and I want the, to, uh, uh, our lives to be surrounded by them, if you and I want to walk in them on a daily basis, then you and I must renew our minds. Hallelujah. Now, that's my introduction. And leads us to Romans twelve chapter or Romans chapter twelve. Amen. Amen. My brothers and sisters, listen. What you and I are, are getting right now, this morning, are answers. Answers to why some things may or might, may not happen in your life. If things, if God's best isn't in your life right now, and I'm not being ugly, I'm being truthful. If God's best is not in your life right now then it's not God's fault. It's because you haven't taken the time to read his word, study his word, meditate on his word, devour his word, and live his word. Amen. Well, we're going to get some answers this morning. Amen? How many of you want an answer? Romans 12, uh, Romans chapter 12. And really, I'm believing somebody's going to get some help this morning other than me. I'm already getting help. Matter of fact, I got help when I was preparing this message. And I said, thank you, Father God. Uh, he said, well, now go give it to my people. Amen. 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 Romans chapter, one, verse, uh, chapter 12, verse 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice 
holy, underline that, acceptable to God, underline that, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's your answer. There's the answer to everything in your life is renewing our mind. You know, I believe these two verses are two of the most powerful verses in the Bible. I believe that's why God gave them to me 25 years ago. And you know why? Because they give us the answers to every problem, every circumstance, and everything we want in life. Amen. If we would just trust in God. We, we have a scripture that says, lean not on your own understanding. But in how many of your ways? But in all your ways, acknowledge him. Amen. And brother says, we would just do that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Is anybody getting anything this morning? Notice this. It says, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove. Everybody say, I want to prove God. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I've said this many times before, and I'm going to say it again this morning because the Holy Spirit's telling me to. Most Christians, I would be willing to say 90% at least of all Christians, do ne never walk in the perfect will of God. They walk in the permissive will of God. I've got just enough to get in heaven. I'm good with that. See you when I get there. And they struggle every day of their life because they don't want to walk in God's perfect will. His perfect will is perfect. Amen. I want to walk in God's perfect will. Hallelujah. Notice in verse number two, and really, you can't really do verse number two without first doing verse number one. Amen. Can you see that? Yes, and verse one is talking about a person, a man or a woman, you or me, who has totally committed themselves to God. Yes. Not halfway committed. Not committed on Sundays and Wednesdays, but committed to him every day of their life. Yes. And then, and, and no matter what it costs, no matter where it takes them, they have chosen to live their life consecrated and dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice what it says. It says, and this is Paul talking. Actually, it's Jesus talking through Paul. How many of you know that? Everything in this book is the written word, right? We know Jesus is the written word, right? Is everybody on the same page with me? If you're not, go ahead and turn the page. Get, get with me. Amen. But notice it says, I beseech you. Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God. In other words, we are to present everything that we are to God. There's a scripture in the Bible that says you are not your own. You belong to God. How many of you know that? Uh, uh, let's try that again. <clears throat> There's a scripture in the Bible that says that you belong to God. How many by a raise of hands knows that? I'm trapping you. Bud ain't raising here. He says, I know better, Pastor. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bud loves me. 
Let me tell you something. Now I got it. <clears throat> if you belong to God, how many of you know what I'm going to say next? Then why don't we do what God tells us to do? Amen. Say, everybody tell your neighbor, I do the best I can. So I just let you off the hook. Amen. That's what we'll always say. Well, I'm doing the best I can. Or I'm a work in progress. Let me share something with you. We're not to use that as an excuse to not work. Amen. I had a, I had a gentleman that worked with me years and years ago. And uh, being a trim carpenter and doing, uh, you know, uh, hundreds of thousand dollars homes, you have to do a good job. And I went to this person and I said to him, uh, and this is, and I, I'm just bringing this up. I said to him, uh, you're going to have to do a little bit better. I need those joints on those, on those miters a little bit tighter. How many of you like your miters filled with caulk? Nobody. They like that miter to be tight. Amen? And I told him, I said, you're going to do a little bit better yard. And here's what he told me. I'm doing the best I can. I said, well, come on with me. Because you just told me that you have no room to improve. So come on out the truck, and I'm going to give you your check. You're fired. And I took him to my truck. I wrote him a check, and I said, I hope you do better on your next job because you no longer work for me. Because, see, when you tell somebody you're doing your best, that means you can't do any better. And that's an impossibility with God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. That was for somebody. may not have been for anybody in here. may have been for somebody watching by live stream. Amen? Hallelujah. <clears throat> hmm. But we are to present everything we are to God. It says we are to be a what? A living sacrifice. That means you can still be alive before you give your heart to the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. See, it's me. I'm just going to use me. It's me no longer living for just myself. It's me living for God. And I'll go ahead and include you. It's you no longer living the way you want to and living for yourself. Amen. You see, uh, uh, we as children of God are to be living a holy and acceptable life to him. What's acceptable to him? I'm asking you, what's acceptable to him? His word. That's the only thing that's acceptable to him. Amen. In real time. Now, grace says we can fall short. Amen. But he expects us to be perfect. Praise God. I told you it's going to be a tough word. I told my mother this morning, I was explaining a few things to her, because she always asked, what are you going to preach on today, baby? Well, don't ask me if you don't want to know. I said it's like most Christians love dessert because it's easy to digest. But they don't really always like the steak because it may get a little tougher depending on how you cook it. <clears throat> but I told her this. I said, even tough, the toughest steak, and let me tell you something. You stay here at the Hill Country California Church, you like steak. Amen? But even the toughest steak, if you chew it long enough, 
you can digest it. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Somebody type, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But I'm no longer to live for myself. You're no longer to live for you. And if you really study out these verses, they also bring out the fact <clears throat> that we are never to take our life back. That once I give, once I promise the Lord I'm going to do what he tells me to do, I don't change my mind. Because, well, I don't want to get rid of this sin in my life. Or I don't want to quit doing that. Boy, it got quiet in God's house. I'm never going to take my life back. I'm going to stay fully committed. I'm going to stay fully submitted. I'm going to stay fully dedicated to God. Amen. <clears throat> and I'll never, ever, ever try to rule over my life again. Can you say Here's the first thing we have to do. We have to submit ourselves to God and say, I know it's going to be a battle, Lord, but I refuse to take my life back. Amen. That no matter what the devil might throw at me, I'm going to do whatever it takes to finish the process of renewing my mind. So Paul knew that this decision to dedicate ourselves totally to God and renew our mind would not be easy. How many of you had an easy time while you've been a Christian? 
Good thing you nobody raised their hand and you're paying attention. We'd had to have an altar call for liars. It's been a struggle, hasn't it? Yes, Amen. It gets easier. But he knew that it would not be easy, that our flesh is going to argue with us, that our emotions are going to fight us, and our will is going to struggle with us at times or struggle with God's will at times. See, we've got to stay the course. We've got to keep pressing in to what God has for us. We've got to keep reaching, as I've been talking about the last few weeks. We've got to keep moving forward with God. Amen? Brothers and sisters, it's important for every one of us to understand that this spiritual warfare, uh, that this is spiritual warfare. And Satan is competing. Now listen to me. He's competing for the control of your mind. Because he knows whoever controls the mind controls the person. He's competing over you to win the battle of the mind because he knows if he can get you thinking thoughts of depression, then maybe, just maybe, he can put a few thoughts of suicide in there on you. That's how people die of suicide. The devil lies to them. Amen. And if he can't get a message, uh, a message of suicide in your life, at least he can make your life miserable. Satan competes over people's minds to get them to think that COVID is more powerful than God's word. That their only answer is a man-made virus, uh, man, uh, to a man-made virus is a man-made shot. And that's simply not true. Satan competes over uh, people's minds. That what they're seeing in the world today is their new norm. How many of you ever heard that terminology? Well, this is our new normal. No, it ain't. My new normal is the blood of Jesus. My new norm is the life of God. Amen. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Hallelujah. But he'll try to get you to think that things are never going to get any better. But listen to me. They very well may not get better for people in this world. But let me share something with you. As for me and my house, because we serve the Lord, we're going to continue to live the good life. Amen. I live the good life. I ain't worried about COVID. I, ain't, I don't care what strain comes out. I ain't worried about it. Amen. I'm covered with the blood of Jesus. I'm not going to get sick. Period. But I'm going to do, I'm going to use common sense. I'm going to do the things that the Spirit of God tells me to do. And listen, I'm not criticizing anybody that got the shot. Amen. But let me tell you something. I choose to take the vitamins. I choose to do the natural things. I, I, I'm just going to say this, and uh, you don't have to do it, so I'm not prescribing this. But I took a product called ivermectin. And I took it like it did, like it said to do. And, and then I heard a doctor on TV, on, on the, the, uh, One American News, say this. He says, those who take this product will never get the virus. Oh, well, that's right up my alley. That's me. I'll never get this virus. Praise God. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. 
Hallelujah. What we're seeing in the world is not my new norm. It's the world's new norm, but I'm living the good life. Brothers and sisters, I'll say this again. Renewing your mind is the most important decision you'll ever make as a Christian. And until you make that decision, nothing in your life is going to change. You'll keep acting the way you do. You'll keep going to places you do. You'll keep spending all your time on the things you spend your time on until you think until you put God number one. Amen. Amen. And it's not because I said that, but it because, it's because the Word of God says it. Amen. I'll say it again. Renew the mind, change your life. Amen. The New Living Translation, and <clears throat> you may not have this, and I don't know if they got it on the board or not, but the New Living Translation of verse 2 says this. It says, don't copy and uh, the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Notice he said, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. Now I'm going to stop right here and I'm going to preach in front of this house right here just for a while. It may not, may or may not be your house, but I'm going to be preaching it. Amen? <clears throat> the church, or better yet, the saints that make up the church are not to copy the behavior of this world. 2 Corinthians six seventeen says, Therefore come out from amongst them and be ye separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. In other words, you and I, my brothers and sisters, should never just blend in with the crowd. Are you hearing me? We're never to just blend in, so to speak, with our surroundings. He said, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. Amen? Now, I want to give you an example of that. It just happened Friday night. And just for, so all y'all know it, and I don't know if she'll ever watch this message, but if she does, uh, I'm, I'm proud of my baby girl, my daughter. Her and her husband came out, and God's healing this, uh, th that relationship. Her and her husband came out to our house Friday night and had supper. And in the conversation, of course, we start talking about the events that's going on in the world and the, and the last days and what have you. <clears throat> and here's what she said. She said, uh, Dad... I'm, a, I'm on the other side of the fence, no longer straddling the fence now. She says, I'm not perfect, but I'm doing my best. And I'm just paraphrasing. And then she said this. She said, you know, it's like years ago when you told me face-to-face uh, -face that uh, when I told you that God knows my heart. How many of you ever had a Christian, somebody tell you that? Well, God knows my heart. Right? And that's usually when they're living in sin. Because they don't want us to look at their sin. They want us to look at their heart. Says, God knows my heart. Remember when you said that to me, Dad? I said, yeah. <clears throat> she said, and then you told me this. Well, baby girl, or I, well, what happens when the rapture takes place and God brings his church home? 
What happens if you're in that bar or you're in that, at that party and or you're at the neighbor's house and you're doing the same things they're doing and you're drinking and you're partying and you're doing this and what have you? What happens? Uh, how does God, and this is what I told her years ago, how does God pick you out of that crowd? How does God know that your heart is different if you're doing the same things they're doing, you're talking the same way they did, you're not talking about Jesus? Wow. It was amazing that my baby girl, after all these years, remembered what I sowed into her life. I'm telling you the same thing this morning. You need to get off the fence. You got you to gotta pick which side of the cross you're going to be on. Amen. Good. Devil owns a fence. That's what, that's what she, did you say that was Friday night or did she? She did. She said, because the devil owns the fence. That's good. Hallelujah. Proud of you, baby girl. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. We cannot imitate the world. And we cannot even do it in the name that I'm over there ministering. You ain't ministering because they ain't listening to you because you're doing the same thing they're doing. Amen. Just because you might pray over the food, that ain't ministering. Ministering is your life has changed. Because the way you think has changed. Because the way you talk has changed. And let me tell you something. When those things change, when your life changes because the way you think changes, because the way you talk changes, your friends, so-called friends, ain't going to want to be around you. If you're doing what the Lord Jesus Christ, and it says here, which is your reasonable service, you can underline that in your Bible, your reasonable service is to minister the Word of God. And if you're doing your reasonable service and you're ministering the Word of God, your so-called friends ain't going to want to hang out with you no more. Thank you, sister. I got one that's right and a grunt or two. Amen. I see a few people picking their feet up off the floor, and that's okay. God corrects those he's loving. Amen. Hallelujah. But I just had to preach in front of that house. I didn't say it was anybody's house. I just had to preach in front of that house. Because we need, we need to know. I don't want anyone in this congregation or anyone watching me by live stream this morning to miss the rapture of the church. But I can tell you, or the word tells you, that if you're living like the world, you're going to be left in the world. Amen. Think about what you're doing in your life. It matters how you live. Amen. He said, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. How many of you want to be transformed? <clears throat> how do you get transformed? By sending you to the right church? Well, that helps. Amen. But no, he said, by you changing the way you think. That's how you change your life, is you change the way you think. And notice he says, then, and only then, you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Brothers and sisters, when we make the decision to live dedicated to God, when we make the decision to live holy and acceptable uh, lives, when we make the decision to live consecrated to God Almighty and to live the way 
we should be living, then the will of God for our lives becomes easier and easier to know, uh, and we can hear God talk. Amen? We can hear what God says to us. If you want to know the will of God for your life, then you must begin to renew your mind. There's no other way to know it. God wants you to know his will. The Holy Spirit wants to show you his will. But notice what he connects the knowing to. He connects it to you. Uh, let me just use me. He connects it to me renewing my mind. He connects it to me presenting my, my body and my life to him. He connects it to me going after God and living for God with all that's in me. Can I get you to say amen? amen. Listen. When our mindset lines up with the Word of God and we continue going through the process of renewing our mind, it not only gets easier and easier to hear from God, but it gets easier and easier to know the will of God for our life. The foundation of renewing the mind is the Word of God. You cannot have a renewed mind without the Word of God. And if you'll let the Word of God become the predominant voice, and we talked about that in one of the messages, that there's many voices. How many of you remember any part of that message? Well, y'all need to go on the website and listen to it again. That's why I told you, you only retain 2%. Listen to it over and over. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> but if we'll let the Word of God become the predominant voice in our life, Above all other voices, above your wife's voice, above your uh, husband's voice, above your job's voice, and above every other voice, above, certainly above the voice of the news. Yeah. Amen. We'll let his voice be the predominant voice in our life. Praise God. Amen. And you will continue. You have to continue to act on his word. If you'll continue to act on his word, to be a doer of the word, then God's word will renew, your, uh, renew and change your life, listen to this, forever. He'll change your life forever. I'll never go back. Amen. It's not because I'm a pastor. I won't ever go back, period. I don't like that other life anymore. That old man's dead. I left him in the grave. I ain't dragging him around with me. A lot of Christians are dragging a corpse around with them. Then when, on Saturday night, they put, the, put the, they put on that old man. I didn't say that, did I? Praise God. Hallelujah. In closing, I know that's the words everybody wanted to hear. And listen, guys, I always want to encourage you. But the word of God also convicts. And he wants us to change. Amen. Amen. But in closing, hallelujah, I want to encourage you, if you will go to God today and listen to my heart, if you'll go to God today and you'll say, Father, I realize my problem is not you. I realize my problem isn't where I work. I realize my problem is not my spouse, the person I'm married to. But, Father, I realize that my problem is the way I think. So, Father, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus, and I present myself to you as your word has instructed me to do. And, Father, I realize it's my mind and what I think 
about life situations that's holding me back. So today, Father God, I dedicate myself to renewing my mind according to your word. My brothers and sisters, if you'll do what I've just described to you and prescribed for you, and you'll never quit. Say never quit. How many of you ever heard the saying that quitters never win? How many of you know God's the first one that said that? There'll be a lot of failures in heaven. There won't be one quitter. Amen. Amen. But if you'll do what I prescribe for you to do today, and I, I've done this, and I'm continuing to do it, so I'm not just asking you to do something that I'm not doing. It's a daily battle. It's a daily walk. Amen? But if you'll do it and never quit, then you'll see when your mind begins to change that everything around you is going to change as well. And it doesn't matter what you may be going through today and right now. Jesus, who is the living word, is your way of escape. And if you'll, if you'll make the time, and I say make the time. I don't say take the time anymore. I say make the time because people will make the time for the things that's important to them. Amen. If you'll make the time to renew your mind and to live uh, according to God's word, it will. Change your life. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, renew your mind. Change your life. Let's stand together. Praise God. Hallelujah to Jesus. Give the Lord a clap offering. Praise us to help others. See, it's not just about us. It's about helping other people. And you can't help other people if you're trapped in the ditch. Because the Bible says the blind lead the blind. They'll both be in the ditch. I've been in the ditch, guys. It's a muddy hole. Amen. Amen. It's called the mire. And I praise God that I came to myself 25 years ago and I said, Lord, receive me back unto you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. The last thing I want to tell you this morning is we serve a miracle-working God. So no matter what's going on in your life, God has a miracle for you. And you're next in line for your miracle. Amen. In Jesus' name, you're dismissed.